Okay, good morning traders. Very, very welcome to today's early morning trade plan, um, which is your opportunity to um, take a step back. Let's have a look at these markets. Let's try and analyze them. Let's take on board uh, fundamental analysis. Um, and we'll see what these market conditions are doing. And then we're just going to look to try to position ourselves, looking at some higher probability trades uh, where we can get them. Um, so let's get straight into it then. We'll start with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning currently up on the screen. Okay, so um, all profitable traders need to consider which markets to trade, where do you enter those markets, where do you exit, um, how do you manage risk. Trade management is also an important sort of facet of trading financial markets. Um, and trading psychology as well, um, all important considerations. And we discuss these aspects of um, people's trading strategies, you know, live every day in our live trade rooms. And of course, we're strong advocates of being consistent, being disciplined and being patient as well. So really, it is a case of, of looking for high probability trades. And, and I'll, um, I'll, I'll kind of summarize what a high probability trade is in just a second. Um, we had a couple of bank holidays yesterday in China and in Germany, so markets were a little bit lighter. Although, you know, we did get a, a sizable move over the course of yesterday's trading. Um, ISM manufacturing numbers came in below expectation, um, and the the it was another reason for the stock markets to actually rally, uh, believe it or not. So sometimes bad news can be good news and um that's how upside down some of these approaches are so if you've got some bad economic data uh, traders and investors seem to believe that what that means is that the fed won't go um won't go as hard as the fed are saying they're going to go so there is this sort of buy the dip type of mentality and and fed pivot um repeatedly now, for us, we think the Fed will do what they're saying they're going to do. They needed to do it probably a year ago. They were very, very late to the party. We, we, we know this. Um, and now they need to push harder on the inflation, on the, on the rate side in order to get that inflation under control. So we think, you know, softer economic data is going to be a part of that process. You know, we're going to have to dip into a recession in order to, to get this inflation story out of control. So it's just a bit baffling in terms of why there's so much out and out aggression from, um, from large swathes of these markets to actually, um, you know, talk about a Fed pivot. We had, in our analysis yesterday, we had two commentators one was saying the Fed are going to pivot and the other one was saying there's no chance the Fed are going to pivot. They need to keep pushing and try to get inflation under control, which is their number one remit. And, and this is the, from the Fed themselves. So this is what we're getting. We're getting some distinct buying and it's a bit counterintuitive because there's nothing but bad news coming down the line. Um, however, you, you always get these technical bounces, but um, I suppose the the fundamentals behind the bounce and the reasons why people are sort of looking to continually buy these dips is um, is pretty relentless and pretty impressive. Uh, not in a good way, by the way. 
we had the Fed chair speaking yesterday. Um, event added to the calendar at the release time. So we didn't know of this particular event due to speak about digital assets at a meeting, Financial Stability Oversight Council at the Treasury Department. Again, it's these uh, digital assets. Uh, so all we've really seen is some significant support actually across across the markets in the face of some pretty negative and pretty bearish fundamentals. We we saw a rate reduction. It's the first one to kick in. It's um it's a fifteen basis point reduction, uh, and this is what really we understand is kind of driving this little sentiment as well. It's kind of adding to this bullish sentiment in these markets. So when a central bank decreases interest rates, it's seen as being supportive. Um, and um, and it's viewed in a positive manner from these financial markets. But when uh, rates increase, it's very much seen as 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 trying to remove liquidity from the system, and um, markets react quite bearishly. So we're seeing a bit of positive upside off the back of the RBA, um, which was a bit, as you can see, it's a bit of a surprise. We were expecting. Sorry, the, the the rate came in less than the expected rate hike. Sorry, that's that's the correct way to put it. Um, previously, we were at 2.35. We were expecting 2.85, and the RBA actually said no. It's going to come in a little bit less than that. We're not going to we're not going to do a 50 basis point move. We're going to do a 30. Uh, what is it? Um, 25 basis point move. So. Um, that's an interesting decision to make. Uh, inflation in, in Australia is, is consistently high as well. Um, so the only other bit of news we have really for the day is uh, job opening numbers. We're still around two jobs for every unemployed person in the US. So we're still at these excessive levels in terms of job opening. Now, a slight little dip if you look at the previous number, 11.24. Now we're expecting 11.07. You'll see, you know, it would be, it would be a lower high, and this is what the Fed want to see. They want to see a material impact on on jobs. Um, they want to see the employment numbers tick higher. And in fact, going talking about uh, unemployment numbers, we've got the ADP on Wednesday, uh, which is tomorrow, of course, and we got the uh, non-farm payroll numbers. Still expecting pretty healthy job numbers. Really, that's what we're aiming for. Sorry, that's not what we're aiming for. That's what we're likely to get. And the unemployment rate of 3.7. So we're not too far off full time, full employment. Um, the ADP numbers, uh, you know, 2,000 jobs added. It's quite hard to, to, to make anything out here, but. So there is a, a slight softening perhaps in the ADPs um, and last time it was one, three, two. Will we see an uptick now? That could be quite important. Um, the Fed are watching these employment numbers very, very closely. So we've got nothing but jobs numbers really over the course of the week. So 
the RBA decision was a little bit of a surprise for these markets. It's just adding some further upside to those markets as well. Okay, they're just talking about the intervention from the BOE. They were spending billions, um, you know, five billion or something like that to 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 put a bit of a floor under the bond market. But it looks like this week they're not buying any bonds. So um, that's an interesting move. Right. Okay. Let's let's sort of. Bear this in mind and let's look at these market fundamentals and we'll see where we're at. So you can see we've had a really aggressive little bounce and um, we've seen it across the board. So there's, I think it's fair to call these markets um, risk on markets now. So we're looking like we're going to get some further upside. So we are still in the S&P actually to the downside and we are in oil to the upside. So. We didn't really get the continuation that we were expecting off the back of Fridays. We saw a small move to the downside on Friday off the back of, um, you know, alarming upside on the inflation story. Um, quite a small market response, really, um, which was a bit difficult. So how do we predetermine, how do we value what a... Um, what a uh, high probability trade is. Well, looking at all these markets currently up on screen, they're all pretty much pulled back off the lows. The only exception really is US oil, which we're actually into the upside. So we think there's, there's a good opportunity for further upside in oil. Um, largely off the back of OPEC yesterday announcing that, or leaking to the press, that they are looking to increase supply by a million barrels per day. So that pretty much offsets what, what the US are trying to do. Um, so what we have is yesterday's lows, we have these markets just pulling back off these lows. So we look at this and this is, this is where we're slightly different. We pull back, we attempted to make a new low and then we, we break above this little level in here. And that's your structural breakout. So that's what we were able to trade yesterday. Um, all of these markets, you're having to work quite hard to see the trade. So there is a potential buy trade in there. Do we want to be buying the euro? There's your, your pull back off the lows across the pound dollar. So it's quite an impressive move. See, all this is, is just a push to the upside. So we've got this continual pullback off the lows. So the only opportunity that's out and out tradable really is US oil um, as things currently stand. So let's go and, so the question is, are we able to get into this pullback? We're in such a bearish market. We're in such a bearish market. Um, these pullbacks are, are really quite difficult to get into. There's a lot of resistance around these lows. So, um, The thing is, this market condition could stay in place for for a decent amount of time. See, the market is clearly positive. 
and it's really hard to identify exactly what they're positive about. We hear a lot about Fed pivoting. We don't think there's any chance of the Fed pivoting. Not not yet. We would probably get a 75 basis point rate hike. They're, they're too far behind the curve, um, which is the problem with them being late to the party. So really positive yesterday, today so far, really positive across. There's the FTSE trade. We're below that structural level, pulling back off the lows. We're going to get another attempt lower at some point. Um, the DAX is running into these these lows. So these are trades. We, we spoke yesterday about the, um, it was actually down at these lower levels, that the, uh, the Nikkei was one of our targeted trades. There's that structural failure trade I was talking about. Um, I can't remember where the exact level was. It was slightly lower, wasn't it? So yesterday's Nikkei was 26.252. So it's just a little bit lower. It's 252. So that was your entry yesterday. Um, and a really sizable move as well. There's your bounce off the lows. We, a couple of structural failure trades to the upside. And there was a big, decent buy trade in the end. Now, unfortunately, where we're at now at this stage, we would have liked to have traded that market up to 27,250. So there was a there was a, a thousand pip move um, from 26,250 to 27,250. So a sizable move, but now we're we're pretty close. We're we're, we're virtually at 2,700. So it's probably a 250 pip move further to the upside, uh, and then you're running into resistance. So be mindful of that. Um, Bitcoin, um, just in this little sideways pattern, is, is finding a little bit of a, a bid now at these lows. So we're pushing up to 20,000. That would be kind of step one to try and get above 20,000. It's still got a lot of work to do. It's still got a lot of pressure uh, to the downside. If the industry markets take another leg lower, which we think it'll happen at some point, um, then in the not too distant future, then um, it's probably more more difficult again for Bitcoin. Okay, so um, let's have a look at, at the commodities. So oil is slowly getting there. Um, there could be another opportunity above the 8401. Um, 84.00. For, for gold, another buying opportunity there. See, yesterday's move was really quite explosive in the end. Let's have a look at commodities. We've got the yen um, selling off, it looks like, across the board. Not much is happening in here. We just got that little little breakout. So there's still there is still probably an opportunity for the yen at some point against the dollar. We've just that extended levels and we've got this sideways moving pattern. So a breakout of this little five day range to the downside would give us another sell trade, and that would be a, a decent opportunity. So we've got the euro dollar. Here's the problem. 
we've got a technical structural failure above 98.50. We're running into all these levels of support resistance. So we'll always ask ourselves, um, do we want to do we want to buy this market before uh, strong resistance? Uh, the answer is nearly always no. Um, it is a structural failure trade, so a trade does exist. These are just not high probability trades for us. So that's our problem. This is a pullback off the lows, and the problem with pullback um, is that you're you're really you're waiting for this market to pull back so you can take the next leg to the downside. So there obviously can be decent opportunities in this little phase, and this is what we're seeing now. But then we look for, you know, we're technical analysts as well. So we, we look for previous lows, and we think that those are levels where we could start selling this market. Look at this descending level uh, cutting through this price. It's, it's cutting straight through it. So would we expect a pullback? Yes, we would. I mean, this was quite a sharp one last week. If you if you take the market conditions, you know, the market has bounced back really quite aggressively. But is that over for the pound? Is that now we're in a good place? Absolutely not. So we're getting a strong pullback and we've got the 50 period moving average coming to meet it. So at a marginally higher price, we're looking for a sell trade. So the question is, should we and, and could we get into this, this buy trade? It, it's not a great opportunity. It's just a fairly straightforward sort of five, six day pullback off its lows. So we're looking for resistance at higher levels to look for some selling opportunities. So it's the same with the, with the, with the pound yen. Look at the, this is quasi quartang, um, massive move to the downside one, two, sorry, one, two, three, four, five. So, so this here was was um, quasi Quartang's break below 160. Then markets actually moved down to the, let's say, the 149. And this was around when the the BOE jumped in and put a bit of a floor under the bond markets, spending about five billion um, in in trying to prevent some defaults across the um the some of the pension markets and um we've seen a, a very exceptional rally it's just really hard to trade that rally because the fundamentals and the flip-flopping from the uk government it's lack of credibility across the board um it's 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 quite a hard buy trade um, especially now we're up at these elevated levels. So it's, it's a, it's a tough, and there's the, there's the inverse. So this is all just pretty messy price action. And now back inside this little range. So let's have a look at the dollar. So dollar weakness against the the euro dollar weakness against the pound um cancelling each other out really with the pound yen dollar weakness against the swiss franc so this now the dollar cad with the strengthening oil market 
is an interesting trade because if you look at it carefully, we pushed up to 138.20.37. We, we rolled back off that level. We attempted to make a new high and failed. And now this is a structural failure trade to the downside below the 136.00. Um, 136.00. So that is uh, the dollar CAD to the downside. Okay, so at least we've got one of these trades to work with. The Aussie dollar, same situation. Um, if, if I zoom in, and what we have here is a bit of room for this market to work into. So we've got a bit of a buy trade in the Aussie dollar, um, and it would have to be above this little multi-day high, which is the 65, 65.30. Okay, same situation short-term bounce you can see all these markets are just setting up at these prices so we're not going to get into the equity move really but there is a couple of uh, dollar weakness trades which would be quite interesting um, elsewhere it's just you know pretty pretty strong pullback opportunities across the board and we're still in oil so hopefully we get some further upside there so let's uh let's amend our trade plan then so yesterday we got a really good trade in the nikkei um and i know a few of you were, were were involved in that trade um gold we've just had a, a really strong gold market off off a, a quite a strong dollar um sorry uh, off a weak dollar yesterday in the end um and us oil uh, because of opec we were able to turn a potential sell trade into a potential buy trade and um I think we got in at sort of 82 dollars something like that so there's a little bit more coherent market conditions we, we we're, we're certainly for the day anyway we're on risk on so that's the i suppose market summary really we're looking for risk on opportunities Um, we're going to stay away from the equities now today. Right, so it's a case of looking at the commodity currencies. They're getting a bit of an uplift uh, across the board due to a weakening dollar. So um, USD CAD looking to uh, sell. So this is our trade plan for today, 136.00. We'll, we'll jump into the room now and we'll... Uh, Aussie dollar looking to buy above. These are extended loads, so these could be decent trades. We don't like the equity trade, but we certainly would be happy to be getting into some dollar weakness now. If this is a genuine move, of course, and we'll see if that's the case or not. 65.30. USD looking to buy above the 57, 57.54. And then gold looking to so we've got a bit of 
Sorry. Sorry, it's not. It's oil, isn't it? So US oil is what we're looking to buy above the $84. We're already in it from yesterday. But we're going to, there's a, an opportunity to add above $84. So this is our trade plan for the day, guys. So the market summary is very much geared around risk on market conditions. We are looking to sell the dollar CAD below the 13600 around these current prices as I'm talking now. Um, the Aussie dollar, we're looking to sell below uh, the, the 6530. Uh, the New Zealand dollar, we're looking to Sorry, I did. Sorry, I said sell below, didn't I? Sorry, the Aussie dollar we're looking to buy above the sixty-five thirty. The New Zealand dollar we're looking to buy above the sixty, the fifty-seven fifty-four. Excuse me, I need to get my numbers right this morning. And U.S. oil we're looking at buying above the eighty-four hundred. Um, so look, that's what we're looking to do today. Um, the details are there. Just posted into the chat box so you can take those away with you. Uh, and let's see how we get on with this dollar dollar weakness uh, over the course of hopefully the trading day ahead. So let's see how we get on. Any questions, feel free to post them, guys. We'll, we'll uh, get back to you before we close off the broadcast. Um, and just to let you know, we'll be back again at... Um, we're we're going to be switching rooms now we're over to our live trader from 8 a.m. to trade the U.S. Uh, the European trading session. And we'll be back again at, at 12.45 p.m. for the U.S. trading session daily. Monday to Friday. So if you can join us for those, do so. More information, just go to our website and we're happy to answer any questions you have there at thelivetraderoom.com. For everyone here, thanks for joining us. Take care. We'll switch rooms now, guys. We'll see you in a sec. Bye for now.